Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic, is here to join us. JR, what's going on, man? Not too much. Good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon to you as well. So... Let's go into the life of Jeremy Rutherford. We are now... Oh, do we have to? What, eight awful. weeks? Nine <laughs> weeks? I don't even know how many weeks. A lot of weeks without sports at this point. What's the latest at the JR household? The latest? Well, uh, I actually... Kind of a, a busy morning, so I just now got in the shower uh, about a half hour ago, and I came out and realized no deodorant, so I had to use my wife's deodorant. Don't tell her. Hopefully she's not listening, but uh, I just uh, lathered up with a little dove here. Okay, you're not alone on that one, Jr. I've done that same been move. There. Been there. Yeah. Now it'll depend on what deodorant we're dealing with. Like I try to stay away from like I won't go full body spray. You know. <laughs> oh like, no, that's now, not even antiperspirant. Yeah, I mean I would if I had to. You know, and I would just blame it on my like my son that oh he sprayed me with my wife's perfume <laughs> rather than you know grin and bear the bad odor. But, yeah, I've gone to the well a couple of times where I look over and there's, like, the degree. I'm like, yeah, kind of like baby powder. I can pull this off. Yeah. 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 You know, I had to. And uh, so, yeah, I'm walking around. You guys can't smell it. But uh, I, I do smell like a baby's behind right now. Well, you got one part right. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. All right, JR, uh, let's get to something that we were just talking about. Later on tonight on This Week in Hockey with Kerber, Joey, and Alex, Doug Armstrong's going to join them. We heard one of the clips from their conversation with Army, and he said he was talking about Petro and how that's the main focus for the offseason. I'm guessing there hasn't been a ton of movement on this, but as we stand here in mid-May, what are your expectations for what will ultimately happen with Alex Petrangelo? Yeah, it's been something that's changed, uh, certainly uh, during the pandemic. Uh, Doug Armstrong did tell us at one point during the season when they were still playing hockey that uh, it would be something they would wait until the off season to address. So hypothetically, even if we're in the playoffs right now, we probably would not have a resolution to the Alex Petrangelo contract situation. But once the pandemic hit, uh, it just threw another wrinkle in because we don't know what the cap's going to be. And so uh, in speaking with Doug Armstrong and speaking uh, with Alex once or twice, and of course, uh, Pierre Lebrun had a story uh, recently about that, you know, there's no reason for them to really negotiate. I mean, you can kind of set some parameters if you want, but until you know what the cap is, it doesn't make a ton of sense. We saw Doug Armstrong get a lot of other deals done, uh, but this is a big one. This is going to cost a lot more, and they really need to know what the playing field is. Yeah, you know, JR, my thing that I keep going back to is I really think that the 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 dollars and cents of this deal can be worked out. I think that they can come together and probably figure out a total dollar value of this deal. Where I think the gap is and where it may lie moving forward is in the term, meaning the years of the contract. Are they, you know, clo- are the Blues closer to a four or five year offer 
as opposed to Alex Petrangelo, who might be in the seven to eight year range because, as he's mentioned with Pierre Lebrun, he really wants that certainty. He wants to feel like he, he knows where he's headed for the long period of time. And so, in your opinion, JR, is that probably the biggest stumbling block right now? Yeah, I, th- I think it probably is. But as we see with every contract, uh, you saw what Doug Armstrong did with Braden Shen. He lowers the AAV by giving him uh, eight years. You saw with uh, Justin Falk, he lowers the AAV by giving him the seven years. So if you're Alex Petrangelo and you want, let's say, $9 million, you want to be in the ballpark with Roman Yossi, and you want an eight-year deal, the Blues are likely saying, okay, you know, we'll consider the eight-year deal, but we're coming down off the $9 million, uh, per year. And, and so how far does it go down? Does it go to eight? Does it go to seven, five? And that's what Alex Petrangelo has to be comfortable with, you know, assuming that we're talking about the same thing here is that he wants the eight years and maybe the Blues want to give him the four or five. I don't think that the Blues would have any problem given a seven- or eight-year deal, even though it's going to take him to 37 or 38. Doug Armstrong's already shown with these contracts that he's brought in that he's willing to, to win now and win with the players that they have. However, the money has to make sense, too. We're talking with Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. Let's stick with Petro for a second, JR. What's your understanding of some of the gymnastics that they would have to do with the cap if they were to re-sign him for next season? Can they bring back basically can can they bring back the band? Can they they bring back this entire team with his number if the cap stays flat? Well, it's a lot of gymnastics, it really is, because you're talking you have to sign uh, Vince Dunn too, and I'm assuming that they want to bring him back and he's gonna be at least, you know, two, two point five, maybe even three million dollars and, and that's about what the blues have left in cap. So you're talking about clearing seven, eight, eight and a half million dollars for an Alex Petrangelo uh, contract. And and that's based off the cap remaining relatively close to what it is this year, $81.5 million. Everybody saw the projections. They were hoping for next year it would be between 84 and $88 million. That's likely not going to happen because of all the lost revenue here. So, you know, if the cap goes up, that will give Doug Armstrong a little more flexibility. But if it stays the same, if it's 81.5, the Blues don't have much cap space. You're talking about potential buyouts, your potential uh, trade of Jake Allen, even though you'd like to keep the goalie tandem uh, together. They're going to have to do some major massaging to that roster and the payroll to bring Alex Petrangelo back. Now, what you're talking about, JR, is kind of what I've talked about is, you know, the buyout scenario, the trading of a player, maybe parting ways with a third-line type player that makes just enough money to get you under the wire with Alex Petrangelo. But in everything that we say with that, it means there's got to be a replacement for those guys. And right now, the Blues do have Vili Husso, who is a highly touted goaltending prospect who's on a one-way deal uh, next year with St. Louis Blues. And they also have Clem Costin, who's ready to come up. They have other players that are ready. But how will this affect everything right now, seeing that the AHL has canceled its season, it's canceled its playoffs, and as of right now, we don't even know what they're going to move forward with in the next season because the AHL, as we know, is primarily a fan-supported league as far as revenue is concerned. So how are the Blues going to continue to develop these young prospects for their current roster, knowing they're going to have to make some moves potentially to keep Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, that remains uh, to be seen. And, of course, the Blues are moving their AHL affiliate uh, to Springfield. So, uh, you know, assuming the AHL season 
or to start on time. And we don't know what that means right now, starting on time. Is it October? Is it, is it December? We don't know. Uh, but the Blues will have a place for their prospects to play uh, bottom line. Will they need some of those guys to come up and, and fill some gaps if they have to move? Maybe some of the players you're referring to, a, a Tyler Bozak, a, an Alexander Steen, some of those guys uh, that are making a lot of money that we could free up some uh, salary cap space if Doug Armstrong decided to, to move them and then insert the Jordan Kyrus, the Clint Costins. Certainly that, that could work. Uh, the only thing is I take it case by case, Riz, and you look at Tyler Bozak, one year left, $5 million uh, in, a, in, a, in a world that the cap is going to be tight now. Next year, it's not going up. Do other teams have enough to pay Tyler Bozak $5 million if the Blues decide to trade him and shed some salary? I don't know. Alexander Steen, I broke it down in an article the other day. You can buy him out. You're not saving that much. You're saving about $2.4 million on the cap. That's not going to get you close to the $8 million, $9 million you need for Alex Petrangelo. So that's why I say there's going to need to be multiple moves in order to make this work. So now, JR, to isolate exactly what you just said about teams not being able to maybe afford a Tyler Bozak or take away or take a player off your hands because they won't have the wiggle room necessary to get under the cap either. How could this ultimately affect Alex Petrangelo's entire negotiation? Because we've talked about it internally here, and I know that you and I have discussed this. Is the potential of a one-year, two-year deal, does that make more sense for Alex Petrangelo, even though we know he wants a long-term deal? Does it make more sense for him to go short-term to try and figure out the landscape long-term? It does, but I think that it's easy for us to say, here's a guy who uh, has been one of the best defensemen in the league uh, for a number of years here, and he had a long-term deal, and he knew that this was the time at age 30 he was going to get paid. And and so for the last year or two, you're kind of eyeing that next contract, and that's the contract that's going to set you up. Uh, fairly well you know granted yes he you know he's made a lot of money in his career but this is the the contract that's going to set you up and now you have a pandemic and obviously you have to deal uh with the circumstances but does alex petrangelo decide to take a one or two year deal you know at x amount of money just to get through this uncertainty with the salary cap just to get through uh the blues issues with the salary cap being up against it it could work out well in two years uh the the, the cap could be way up the Blues could have the money to pay him the, the eight five million for the last six years of his career and, and make it work. But it's just a gamble. It's just a risk. The one thing, and I've said this before, Riv, the one thing that I think weighs in the Blues' favor if he decides to take that short-term bridge-type contract is that he would likely stay in St. Louis if he were to do that. He's not going to pack up and go to Vegas uh, for two years, move the family with the idea that he could be moving in three years. So I think that if he does that, St. Louis is probably uh, his choice there. Jared, we got about 30 seconds left. Are we going to see hockey soon? It sounds like it. I know they're going through a lot of things right now, but the, the return to play committee has met and spoken every single day throughout the weekend. Uh, BK and Riz, it really does look like if they can get through this next uh, week or two and continue to, to make progression on that plan, we could see the players report sometime in June and uh, potentially see some hockey in July. He's Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. You can find his latest piece on Robert Thomas playing some esports on The Athletic com right now. You can find him on Twitter as well, at J.P. Rutherford. Jr. you're the best man. We always appreciate the time. Anytime, boys. Thanks. You bet. Did you hear what he called us? He said BK and Riz. Did you notice what he put first there? I noticed it. 
<sighs> He's also the guy that just took a shower and put his wife's deodorant on. So Fair point. <laughs> Let's keep it in perspective here. You make a good point there, sir. <laughs> so yesterday, you told me about what a bar is doing to make things work out in Maryland. Today, I'm going to tell you what a strip club's doing in Wyoming. We'll do that next in the Junk Drawer on 101 ESPN.